Hey everybody, welcome to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. And alongside me, as always, is the cancer that killed Meredith Quill, George Rogers. I've never been honored with such a uh, <laughs> wondrous introduction. <laughs> I've been well, called cancer. We're going we're gonna to roll with it. We're going to uh, do it live! As Bill O'Reilly would say. Uh, Fuck him, he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, on today's show... We're going to review the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Also, the first MCU movie that we're reviewing. Yes, it is. Correct. So, hey. But not the last. We have 20, no, it's, no, it's the last. We have 23 other movies to do. Uh, Incorrect. We've already we said... We have nine other movies to do. Yeah, we're picking, we're picking our 10... Uh, like, a, like a joint list of 10 best MCU movies and doing them. Yeah. So, because... But, anyway. Today's the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But before we get into that, as usual... Start off with some stuff, shall we? Yeah, we got. We want to start off by saying uh, rest in peace to the legendary Wilford Brimley. Oh yeah. Um, unfortunately, neither of us got to meet him at a convention. Close. Uh, came very close. close. You passed very him up close. a couple times, and I'm really regretting it because I want to stop passing up uh, the. I don't. I don't want to say elderly, but yeah. I'm, I want to stop passing up <clears throat> older actors I agree. who who I do like. I agree because I passed up Abe Vigoda, and then he died. So. Yeah. But then again, I also passed up Corey Haim and he died. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Uh, he wasn't older, but he it was an unfortunate situation. But, yeah, I'm going to stop... Uh, going to stop passing up these actors and start getting them while we, uh, while we can. So Yeah. Yeah, well, he was just at Chiller. Yeah. In October. Mm-hmm. And, like, Nitty and I passed him up for some reason. And I regret it. I think we did something else rather than go to Chiller. Uh, I don't think I was able to get off. No, we went to Chiller. We did go to Chiller. Yeah. Why didn't we get Wolf of Gremlin? I don't remember why. I don't remember why I chose. I decided to pass him up. Because I was trying to get all the actors from the thing. Yeah. And now, I, knowing I'll never get Kurt Russell's autograph, but I literally could have gotten everybody else's name. Yeah. On, on, I have an 11 by 17 poster of the thing. That's signed by John Carpenter, and I was going to get all the other signatures from the movie around it. And, well, now I'm fucked out of Wolf of Brimley because I'm an idiot. So. But, rest in peace, Wolf of Brimley. You will be missed. And, um, I don't have diabetes. So. Diabetes. 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 So. Next topic. Doom Patrol. You have anything else? I don't think I have anything uh, else. I don't, I don't think, think I there have was, Oh, else. Uh, I don't If you didn't hear, um... Universal struck a deal with AMC to um, allow them U- Universal to put their movies on VOD 17 days after they come out in the theaters. So it's a possibility we might be getting a lot more movies coming out. But that's just Universal. I don't think it was anybody else just yet. I don't remember if it was another, any other movie company. So um, I don't know. kind of hope so. I really want to watch Black Widow. And I'd like to see Tenet. And then, of course, No Time to Die. So. Of course. We'll see. I know Bill and Ted saved. Uh, yes. Bill and Ted Face the Music is going to get released in theaters and VOD. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears> if we get the theaters open in Jersey, I definitely want to see it on the big screen. I do too. But if not, if I get to see it on video on demand, that's just as fine too. Yeah. Because I'm excited for the movie. Yeah, uh, it looks, as, looks, as looks big As a big Bill and Ted fan that I it am. It looks fun. So, it looks yeah. really fun. So, yeah, so. Um, shall we get into Doom Patrol then? Let's jump right into All it. All right. Thoughts? Another, an, another great episode. We got to see. Cliff essentially reconciled with his daughter, and it was great to see him just, you know, kind of get a win for a change. Yeah. You know, Cliff was always kind of, you know, fucking, fucking himself up. 
you know, he always kind of sticks his giant foot in his mouth. Mm-hmm. But it's good to see him get a, a bit of a win for a change. And uh, we both had some living daylights flashbacks of seeing Timothy Dalton at a carnival. We, yeah. We knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sanders was going to get crushed by a door. Yep. He's going <laughs> to pull a gun on the kid and his mom. Yep. But uh, we basically get, got to learn from that situation that it seems as though now that Dorothy has... Uh, her, her Aunt Flo came to visit, mm-hmm. so to speak. So now that she's essentially a woman... I'm assuming that because now that she's older, she can no longer control Candlemaker, and Candlemaker is now free to roam. Seems that way. So, uh, I by um, by the chief waiting too long to, uh, I guess, essentially take care of Dorothy. Mm. I, I guess in a, in, a, in a killing sense. Mm. Now she's finger across the throat yeah. means death. <laughs> Metaphor. <laughs> 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 but. Now that she's older, or, or or essentially a woman in the eyes of genetics, yeah, I guess. I guess now she can't control Candlemaker. Even so though she's ninety, yeah. I guess as long as her physical body yeah. remained younger, but. And then we got to see a little more with Jane. I'm a, I'll take as much Mustang Grayer as I can. A little more, a little more of that backstory. A little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I kind of figured something was going on with Martin. Yeah, me too. As soon as like when, when Jane went back in the underground after she got, um, after she got, I'm assuming it was a lamb, yeah. stuffed animal. As soon as she back <laughs> underground and they were in front of the well, I'm like Miranda's gonna push her down the well. Yeah. So it looks like Miranda is killing off personalities. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what. I'm not sure what her end game Which is. I don't think they're gonna kill off Jane. No. I, I ultimately, obviously, this is probably gonna come off as a spoiler. Obviously, at some point, Jane is going to become primary yeah. primary yeah. and the That's character's same. name is crazy jane not crazy miranda yeah so, so. we'll see what happens yeah so. uh, and next week is the season finale yeah so it looks to be a scantily clad diane guerrero yeah and we get to we'll, we'll, we'll see how they get to fend off against candlemaker this should be interesting yeah it's, it's a shame this because because we've already seen a candlemaker is strong as shit anyway because mm-hmm. Lucy Fugue did nothing to him. Yeah. Although now Lucy Fugue is in the well, so there's no longer that personality. So, how many dominant personalities does Jane really have left? Now, was it Hammerhead and Sun Daddy and Silver Tongue? Silver Tongue. So, yeah. we'll see. Well, um, thanks to this fucking virus, the season got cut short. Yeah, but at least we're getting a full season, though. And at least we're at least we know we're getting the season three and season four. Yeah. So that's so that's uh, that's Still. that's a bright spot to it. So fuck this virus. Maybe they'll make some announcements of fandom. I'm sure they will. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure they will. Excited for that. So um uh actually did we actually discuss we we did. So we are going to um actually let's talk go live on air. Uh, I brought it up to you yesterday. The episode prior to Fandom. Are we doing a movie review that day? I think we're still going to do... Or are we going to do a special episode that week? Mm. Because I think we should just do a, I thought you wanted to do the special episode in the beginning of the week. Or in the, in, in, or in the middle of the month. Oh, it's the 22nd, right? Yeah. It's right here. So maybe we should do our special episode next... Or not next week, the week after that. No. 
No, because we're gonna do the special because we're gonna do the Fandom episode afterwards. So we're gonna no. Oh no, that's right, that's right, that's right. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm sorry. So we're gonna be doing uh, as part of um, on the 16th, prior to our movie review on the 16th. We're gonna just have some speculations, some theories of what we're going to expect and want to see from DC fandom, and then we'll do an episode following fandom and just a nice discussion. Yeah talking about that so yeah so normally where would have been a doom patrol review is going to be us just doing like yeah maybe like a 10, quick speculation minutes yeah 20 i think we're i think we're going to whittle down to like the top five things we expect to see at fandom something like along those so, lines yeah, yeah. so uh, that'll be um week after next yeah the 16th and then the 19th is going to be our next top 10 mm-hmm. so should we tell everybody yeah top 10 favorite wrestlers because yep, we are, we are, uh, even though we predominantly are a um, movie review channel, we still deal with pop culture in general, mm-hmm. and we I consider wrestling pop culture, pop culture discussion, movie review. <clears throat> so, um, and our, we're big wrestling fans. Yeah, massive and, wrestling fans. And and the, and the main reason why we're doing why that this, why that's the special episode for the month is because Vince McMahon's birthday is at the end of August. Yes. So I mean, he's I love him or hate him. Vince McMahon's the reason why everybody loves wrestling. Yeah. He may not be the indirect reason, but the reason why mm-hmm. wrestling is where it is today mm-hmm. is because of him. Yeah, you can tell. So you, you can trash him all, trash tra- him all you want. He's the reason why wrestling exists. Yep. He's the reason much. why you know who Hulk Hogan is. Yeah. He's the reason why Hulk Hogan is as big as he is. Yeah. Because if he didn't jumpstart Hulkamania, probably wouldn't have anything right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bunch of territories if I would have went out of business. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But um. Yeah, uh, but back to Doom Patrol. Another fantastic episode. Can't wait for the, ne- the, the season mm-hmm. finale next week. Yep. I'm excited for any announcements at DC Fandom. Um, this is a great, it's a great show. Yeah, fantastic. I, I'm going to go out and say, now granted, it's only the second season, and DC has a bad track record, at least in my opinion, of dropping the ball post-season two. Well, this isn't CW. No, but still Berlanti production. Yeah, but Jeremy Carver's running is the showrunner. True. So hopefully, and I don't, I don't expect them to implode like every, like all the CW shows did. But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think it will. That's why I'm kind of. That's what I'm nervous about. Stargirl going over to CW next uh, for mm-hmm. the, for season two. But from what I tell, everything else is still going to be in control. It's just instead of being instead of airing on DC Universe, also is going to be just strictly CW. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if, if Luke Wilson comes out and all of a sudden starts going, we are Stargirl, I'll fucking turn the show off and break my TV. I don't understand the reference. Uh, when Iris goes, we are the Flash. Oh, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Fuck I haven't watched an episode of The Flash since season three, was it? No, season three is what turned me off. And about halfway through season four, I fucking lost interest yeah. because they have neutered the Flash beyond belief. Felicity fucking Smoke shows up in the show. Oh, here. God. Worst character DC's ever created. Mm-hmm. That's saying something. This is a company that gave us Polka Dot Man and Crazy Quilt. Excuse you. Excuse me. Excuse you. Excuse me. But, um... But anyway. we're not here to talk about DC today. No, we're here, we're talking about... I'll say it. Greatest cinematic franchise in the history of movies. Because no franchise before, and no franchise after will ever accomplish what they did in the 10 years, 11 year span. Yeah. With the with the uh, MC, was every movie perfect? No, no, no. no. I mean, there was there's some great there's there's some legendary ones. There's some great ones. There's some good ones. There's some decent ones. And there's there's a, there's a 
slight handful of some poor ones. But overall, this you'll never even Marvel. I don't think Marvel will replicate what no. they did in eleven years. And DC will never. DC they got, will, DC they got won't light, do it either. They kept the lightning in the bottle. Yeah, and it was phenomenal. Honestly, as a whole, as a general from Iron Man to Spider Man Far From Home, complete. It, it is. It's great. Of course, Spider Man Far From Home is a movie I don't particularly like, but. Um, and well, you'll just never see this again. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm not. <clears throat> maybe as we get once movies start to pick back up and stuff like that, maybe um, we'll we'll do some discussions of like where we'd like to see the few. I'm I, I know I'm a bigger fan of the MCU than you are, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't mind having a quick discussion tacked onto a movie review of yeah. like where we'd like to see the MCU go. Yeah. Maybe like because we already know what Phase Four is going to be. Maybe like some spe- talk some like Phase Five stuff and stuff like that. So. Perhaps. Um, definitely want to see a Guardians three because these two movies I absolutely love. Oh, I know yeah. you love these movies too. Oh, yeah. So I'm very happy that this this is the first um, MCU movie we're doing. Um, it just kind of worked out, and we looked at it and we thought about it because it, yesterday was the six year anniversary of this movie. Mm-hmm. So um, before we get into everything, George, when was the first time you saw this movie? Was this? Did you see it in theaters? I saw in theaters. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Saw in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I told the story before. I was in Jordan. I'm sorry. I was in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of feeling a little blue, um, and I wanted to see this. Went and saw it at the theater there on 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 Arifjan, the base there, the air base. Fell in love with the movie from the start, and it, I've just it kind of perked me back up into life. And um, not that I was like depressed or anything, but just you know you're in those moods where you're just kind of like bummed about stuff, you know. And I just was like so happy, and I I love this movie. I love this movie. Um, so. Um, shall we actually begin with the review? And then we'll just do what we usually do? Yeah. All right. Get in So, it. Guardians of the Galaxy, retroactively changed to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, following the sequel being released, yeah, yeah, yeah. was released on July 21st, 2014 at the Dolby Theater. Obviously, was the pr- premiere. Uh, U.S. and worldwide was released uh, August 1st, 2014. On a budget of $195.9 million, its box office intake was 700 and... Shit, is this a 772.8? Yeah, $772.8 million. Because uh, my pen didn't pick up the top of the seven. That's why I couldn't... Directed by James Gunn, produced by Kevin Feige. Written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman. Based on the Guardians of the Galaxy by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Music by Tyler Bates. Starring... Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Zoe Saldana, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Lee Pace, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan, Jamin Hansu, with what's not here now. Was he in on it? John C. Riley, Glenn Close, and Benicio del Toro. And Seth Green is Howard the Duck. That was Seth Green? Yeah. I don't know. Of course it was Seth Green. Of yeah. oh, fucking course it was Seth Green. Marvel, what are you doing? Give us a give us a, a damn Howard the Duck's TV series. That'd be great. Here's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Buddy Cop movie. Hmm. Howard the Duck and Deadpool. Give it to me. Write it. Print it. Oh, this Disney. Oh, Disney. Probably fucking rated G or some shit. Yeah. You can put it on Hulu. I'd be alright with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you fucking own Hulu. Might as well. You own the property. Do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> In 1988, following his mother's death, a young Peter Quill is abducted from Earth by a group of alien thieves and smugglers called the Ravagers, led by Yandu Udanta. Yandu Udanta. 
26 years later on the abandoned planet Morag, Quill steals a mysterious orb but is attacked by the forces of the fanatical Kree renegade Ronin the Accuser. Although Quill escapes with the orb, Yondu discovers his theft and issues a bounty for his capture, while Ronin sends his assassin Gamora after the orb. So, right from the jump on this movie, ignoring Peter Quill's mother dying of cancer, mm -hmm. this movie jumps right into letting you know that this is not like other movies or other comic book movies that we have seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, just this ship showing up on this planet and this handsome fella getting out and immediately starts dancing to Red Bones Come and Get Your mm -hmm. Love. I wrote it down mm -hmm. and I agree with it tenfold. Yeah. Best character introduction in the MCU. Sky, uh, Skyfall. Star-Lord? Yeah. Really? Can I'll read that. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I'll buy I'll that. It. Even Tony Stark's... I don't know. His introduction is pretty good, too. Yeah, but I... It's just... Just yeah. him coming out and just start dancing. It's like, this is not like another superhero that yeah. we've already seen. Like, this is something completely different. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm chewing some nanos. I'm just yeah. fucking hungry as shit. But it's... I mean, that... I didn't realize... Uh, I think it's just because I hadn't seen the movie in a bit that mm -hmm. the first song that's actually in the movie is 10 CCs I'm Not In Love. I always kind of forget that's the movie... That, that yeah. That's... That's, um... That, that song. The first song kind of in the yeah. movie. Um, mm -hmm. I always kind of think it's something to do with, like, Gamora and, and Quill. Yeah. Because the meaning behind that song... Is the the guy who wrote it from 10CC was like um, he never used to tell his wife that he loved him because if he to he believed if he told it to her all the time it would lose its meaning right so he'd be like well I'm not in love with you yeah that's that was the meaning behind the song so it, I always kind of just assume that it goes with Gamora and Quill but it was at the beginning of the movie so uh, before we go any further George did you know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy? I knew <clears throat> of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I did not know of this team of the Guardians of the mm -hmm. Galaxy. Now, of course, I've known... I knew some of them. Like, I knew who Gamora was. I knew who Drax was. Mm -hmm. um, and I had heard of Groot. Right. And I obviously knew who you, you knew who Ronan was. But mm -hmm. that was really it. Didn't really know too many of the other characters. Because um, they are so... So... Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, obscure? They're obscure, yeah. So, like, I just knew that I, and I've mentioned this. I mentioned this in our top ten comic book movie countdown. Um, that I knew of them just from collecting Marvel trading cards, right? Back in the nineties. Yeah. So, like, I knew of I knew of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but not this team. Yeah. So, like, I knew, <laughs> like, like, I knew of Yondu. But I knew of Yondu as oh, having the large fin that he has in part yeah, two. I think I knew it. And well, like, and Yondu like, I mean, well, like, yeah, he had the, uh, like, the whistle arrow, mm -hmm. but he had like a bow with it also. Yeah. So, like, like that, and a couple other characters which we end up seeing in in, uh, in volume two. Mm -hmm. like I Can't knew, wait to review that one. Too. Yeah, like I knew of them, but I didn't know yeah. like, this current team. I yeah. mean, aside from like Gamora, like knew from the uh, being Thanos' daughter. Mm -hmm. So I did know. Uh, oh, and, and Nebula because she was in she's in the Infinity Gauntlet saga. Yeah. So yeah, I knew, I knew her too, but yeah. she's nothing like she was in the comics. Not at all. Yeah. So no. which is okay. Yeah. Uh, if it's done right, it works. So. Not gonna hear me complain. No. So I wrote this down, and I didn't. I didn't bring this up to you or watch it because I wanted to save it specifically for okay. the what podcast. Got? Got for me. 
Peter Quill is like an updated Han Solo. Yeah, I'll buy it. Because what did I say to you when... What do I always say when I, when I talk about this movie? This is what Star Wars... This, this is essentially what Star Wars should have been. This is what the sequel trilogy should have been. Yeah. And this is what they... And they tried to do it. But you know what the biggest problem with the sequel trilogy was? They had the wrong fucking writers and directors to do it. Instead of saying... Yeah, we want to kind of copy the formula of Guardians of the Galaxy for Star Wars, which, I mean, wouldn't have... I would have had an issue because Star Wars wasn't a comedy. No. But if you get the right writers and directors um, to do it, it would have worked. So, with that being said, fuck you, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Once again, fuck you. Fuck Fuck you too, Ryan Johnson. And fuck you, Kathleen Kennedy. Can't wait for you, you fucking fired. (laughs) And your boy, Pablo Hidalgo. Fuck him too. Fat piece of shit. (laughs) But yeah, like I, I watch this and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Like, like Peter Quill is like the son of Han Solo. And yeah, Ryan. kind of. Not Kylo Ren and his mopey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. Daddy didn't love me. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to just talk about Austin Powers story. <laughs> always reference Austin Powers in any conversation. It always right? comes back to Austin Powers. <clears throat> it always comes back to Austin Powers. When Quill attempts to sell the orb on Xandar, capital of the Nova Empire, Gamora ambushes him and steals it. A fight ensues, drawing a pair of bounty hunters, the genetically and cybernetically modified raccoon rocket, and the tree-like humanoid group. Nova Corps officers capture the four, detaining detaining them in the kiln prison. An inmate there, Drax the Destroyer, attempts to kill Gamora due to her association with the powerful intergalactic warlord Thanos and Ronin who killed his family. Quill convinces Drax that Gamora can bring Ronin to him, though Gamora reveals she has betrayed Ronin, unwilling to let him use the orb's power. Learning that Gamora intends to sell the orb to the Collector, Tantalir Tavon, Quill, Rocket, Groot, and Drax work with her to escape the kiln in, Qu- in Quill's ship, the Milano. So, a lot right there. That was a lot. It was a lot. Actually, let's go back to the first first paragraph you were reading. Um, okay. <clears throat> um, along with. Han Solo, because you obviously get Han Solo vibes with Chris Pratt's Star Wars. Yeah. I get a little Captain Kirk, too. I, I said that in our top ten, yeah. when um, after he does his escape route for, away from uh, Korath. Okay. Um, and then the, the purple chick shows up. Mm-hmm. You, I immediately, immediately get Captain Kirk vibes mm-hmm. from that, you know, because Captain Kirk was always the, the swinging guy from Star Trek and... Yeah. Hooking up with the green chicks and stuff like Riker that. Riker so, for uh, next yeah. generation. Even a little bit of a uh, little bit of Captain Pike in the in the cage episode, the, the, the pilot for Star Trek too. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <clears throat> immediately, immediately, just like like if you hybrid Captain Kirk and Han Solo, you essentially are getting Star Lord, but with a little bit of a comedic aspect to it. Oh, of course. So back of to course. Um, yeah. Personally, I'm so, also a fan of the Ravenger jacket that he wears. Oh, a, yeah. Opposed to the short jacket. I love the trench coat. So if I actually go through my plan and build the cosplay of that, mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna. I'm gonna be wearing the Ravenger jacket. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of trench coats. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm a, also a fan of a nice duster jacket as well. Yeah. I'm not the Undertaker. Yeah. So. Well, you're not. The Undertaker. No. Not with that attitude, you're not. No, no. But well, I haven't been made famous yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. So. It seems as though with this with this orb, mm-hmm. that the the broker that he tries to sell it to, it seems that he already knows about it, but wants no part of it. He only wants so, no part of it when he finds out Ronan's involved, though. So who was originally trying to buy the orb? That's my question. Was it always Tannelier Tavon? Probably. You think so? 
Yeah, because because once he mentions Ronan, he's like, oh no, Mr. Quill, I don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah. But he was ready to buy the orb off him. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that Tavon was the actual person that was supposed to buy the orb. Possibly, or maybe there were, or maybe there was like another intermediary that would get it to uh, the collector. Like so change different hands. Yeah, kinda, maybe. So maybe the broker only knew about who like the next person was. Maybe kind of like um, what movie was like that? I don't know any like drug deal type movie. <laughs> we were, we talked about. It. Did we? Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god, you, we, you, Jesus Christ, what was that? Oh, we could sit here all day thinking about it. Was it a movie that we reviewed? Because I don't think anything we reviewed. That's what that sounds like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back uh, and look. Yeah, wasn't there? Uh... No, like nothing we reviewed so far. Yeah, but we talked about the movie though. Remember how they um, they would pass each thing. Oh, uh, it was uh, like like diamonds are diamonds are forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, so um, it was a review, but it was for yeah for the Bond channel. Okay, but, but like diamonds are forever. How how they would pass the diamonds off to somebody else. Sorry for that lapse of discussion there, folks. I really wanted to figure out what the hell I was thinking of. Yeah, but like how they would pass off the diamonds to somebody else, mm-hmm. and then Wayne Kid would come in behind them to kind of kill off the trail. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, something along those lines, maybe. How yeah, but just not, just not killing off the yeah, trail. Yeah, but see how, yeah. how you would exchange multiple mm-hmm. hands to finally get to the final buyer. Maybe something mm-hmm. like that. So, like, Gamora clearly knows what the reason is behind getting the stone. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because she, yeah. she's trying to get it for Gamora. Yeah, or, uh, for a Ronin. Yeah. Or she's trying to get the orbs that way Thanos doesn't get it. Maybe. Yeah. You know, if she gets it, because at this point she already knows where the Soul Stone is. Because she knows the plan. Yeah, because she knows what the she knows what the entire thing is from from the jump, and mm-hmm. she wants no part of it. Mm-hmm. So she's clearly playing Ronan for a fool. But I want you know, being that she knew where the Soul Stone was by this point of the timeline, Tavon has the ether. Yes. So. Her trying to so her selling the orb to Tavon, you would think with her knowledge, she probably didn't know he had the ether. Okay, he probably she he probably she probably didn't know that. Yeah. So which which at that point there, first things first, he's already the most powerful person in the galaxy because he has an Infinity Stone. Yeah. So, except for maybe Galactus, Uh, he's got the ether. Yeah, he's got the ether, but the Mind Stone is at this point the Mind Stone is, is. is, is in, Loki's staff still? Is Loki's staff? Yeah, which is controlled wait. by Hydra. Wait yeah. a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron takes place in 2015. Age of Ultron takes place after Guardians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guardian. Mo- that's the beauty of the MCU. Yes, mo- yes, most yes. Because the Mind Stone. Time. Yeah, that's right. Because 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 Thor says the Mind Stone was the fourth Infinity Stone to show up in the last few years, mm-hmm. and, and it was in the staff which which Hydra yeah. had. Yeah. Because they that they used them to make the miracles. The miracles. Air quotes. Yeah. Well, they couldn't legally say mutant, so yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, um, but and the tesseract is still on uh, Asgard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, Tavon, yeah, because they don't have Loki's staff, and the the orb was surprisingly easy to find. Yes, like I feel like it took Quill like no time at all to, to get the to get the orb out. Well, he's a galaxy uh, class, uh, mm-hmm. you know, smuggler. Yeah, Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Who? Who? Some Star Lord, man. 
What was it? It was like Star, uh, Starman or St- no, Star like, Kid. No, it was uh, st- like Star Dude or something like that. It was like, oh, no, it's, it's not weird. A lot of people have nicknames. Yeah. Um, this movie also has the distinction of being the first appearance of Josh Brolin as Thanos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's right. Because before that, it was... Um, Some dude. Yeah, it was just, he's, like a, he's like a stuntman. Yeah, he was just he was just like a face. <sighs> His name's Sidney something. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But a lot of people were actually mm-hmm. mad that they didn't use him. Because um, I'll even be honest with you. You get that little side view of him mm-hmm. from in at the end, the end credits mm-hmm. scene of the Avengers... He looks a little more like the comic character. Yeah. A little bit. And his, his skin is even... Well, because he was obviously... Um, he was a black man. So, obviously, his skin's darker. So, I guess, like, a, a purple... Um, what would they call it? Uh, Hue? No, no, no. Uh, like, body paint. Right. Probably wouldn't show up the best, mm-hmm. maybe. Right. It would make more pale, because in the comics, Thanos is, like, a pale purple. Mm-hmm. So he, a lot of people complained that because he looked a little more like Thanos. Don't blame the CGI. Yeah, because they could have because they could have tweaked because they could have tweaked the CGI to make it look more. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's it's something Poitier. He's and he's not really the Sydney Poitier, uh, but it's something Poitier. Let's, that's let's, his name. let's say it's Sydney Poitier. Okay, because I'm not gonna, I'm not I'm not <laughs> looking because I don't care enough. To yeah, do it. but at the same time, yeah. you, for a character like Thanos, mm-hmm. you have to get a guy like Josh Brolin to play Thanos. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of the one of the biggest names in in, in Marvel comics when it comes to villains mm-hmm. one of one of if not the best crossover event in Marvel history mm-hmm. with the with the uh, Thanos quest into the Infinity Gauntlet you know mm-hmm. that's some say that's the best saga comic book wise Marvel ever did I'll argue either that or Secret War I'll argue that other Days of Future Past well that's not really a crossover event oh no but, no, but you say comic saga I meant crossover event oh yeah I, w- I would say the Infinity Saga in the, in the in the books, Secret War and probably Civil War, are probably the three best. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we also got our first Stan Lee cameo in that, also, where he was the like the the guy who was like hitting on one of the girls. Stan whatever. Lee was in all the Marvel movies before this. This is the first MCU we're doing MCU movie we're doing. So this is our, so technically this is our first Stan Lee cameo. Oh yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> well, you said the first Stanley came in. It's like, well, he, yeah, he our won. first Stanley came yeah. in because it's the first MCU movie. Yeah, but we get him there with the uh, the Watchers. No, that was part two. Yes, he it was, was. He was hitting yeah. on some because we watched him back to back. Yeah, <laughs> he was hitting on. He was hitting on some check. Yeah, um, the kiln. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, interesting concept of a uh, prison there. Yes, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like that what stuff. What what Drax was in for? Murder, probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I would have uh, liked to have seen more of that. I will say that I <laughs> I like Drax as a character a little more in this one than I do the second one. I thought he was a little more badass in this, opposed to I thought they dumbed it down a little bit for Guardians Two. Yeah. So. The man looks stupid, and he didn't really do much in Guardians Two either. No. And Drax is a pretty powerful character in the comics. Yeah. Like, like the final fight is... He's, he just took Mantis out. Yeah. So he wasn't even part of it. But... What are you going to do? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we didn't write the movie. Yeah. But I'm also not going to question James Gunn. So. No, sir. Not at all. Not at all. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Got a, well, What's your favorite... Uh, let's talk about the prison sequence. What do you think of the whole pr- sequence? 
the, the escape and stuff like that. I like it. It also showed that they're together, not really because they want to be, but Rocket and Groot be. are trying to get the bounty. Yeah. You know, they're trying to sell the orb. So they're standing together, and Drax is staying with them because he thinks Gamora is going to bring Ronan to him so he can get vengeance for his family. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're not together because they want to be. They're together because they have to be. Yeah. So, like, any good, uh, I guess, I don't want to say odd couple. Yeah, I guess, like, an odd couple situation. Yeah, kind of. In a way, but just with a group. I, um, I love Cosmic Marvel, if anybody didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I, I, as much as I love, like, the fourth world from DC and stuff like that, Cosmic Marvel is just second to none when it comes to the comics, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's just, I don't know, something about it I just, I love. Um, and I love how it's shot in the MCU too. It's just got a feel to it. That feel, like I feel like that's how space would really be. You know what I mean? Like just the, I guess the colors they use, stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it. Um, I just like it. Agreed. 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 Ronan meets with Gamora's adoptive th- adoptive father Thanos to discuss her betrayal. Quill's group flees to nowhere, a remote lawless outpost in a in space built in a giant severed head of a celestial. A drunken Drax summons Ronan while the rest of the group meets Tavon. Tavon opens the orb, revealing the Power Infinity Stone, an item of immeasurable power that destroys all but most powerful beings who wield it. Tavon's slave Karina grabs the stone, triggering an explosion that, that engulfs Tavon's archive. Ronan arrives and easily defeats Drax while the others flee by ship. Pursued by Ronan's followers and Gamora's adoptive sister, Nebula. Nebula destroys Gamora's ship, leaving her floating in space, and Ronan's fighters capture the orb. So, Drax... Why did they not bring Drax with them when they went to the, uh... When they went into the the deal with the Collector? I don't know. It's... I mean, I guess, like, like, I guess plot... I'm assuming just plot reasons. Yeah. Because he's just drunken and then decides to just call or have that guy Radio Ronan say, mm-hmm. oh, because you know, he thinks he's going to fight him mm-hmm. and, and kill him and get vengeance. But um, I had another thing to add on to that. Mm-hmm. Like, when they say Drax, like, I'm expecting, like, I was, I feel like I was cheated out of a really good fight between Drax and Ronan. Yeah. By having Ronan just like immensely powerful and just kind of like just knocking Drax off to the side, mm-hmm. like I feel like we could have got a really good fight scene there. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I would have liked to have seen him just have a good back and forth, and then Ronan just kind of get the upper hand, mm-hmm. and then from there, you know, dispose of Drax before he gets the orb and flees. So I, w- I feel like we were kind of cheated on that. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I'm also exp- I mean it's Dave Batista, so I'm expecting. A fight scene because we're both wrestling fans. We know Batista. Yeah, I love Batista. You know, we followed his whole career, so yeah. we were expecting a lot. So there's also a little theory here mm-hmm. that nowhere is actually Ego's head. I read that in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you uh, buy that theory? No, I don't either. It just seems weird. I mean, it's it's plausible since they since we see with part two, it's just ego's brain and everything kind of formed around him. But I I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it really holds much weight for me. Not in my expert opinion. I love when Quill goes to hand the orb to Tavon and he drops it. It just shows. Yeah, he's just. What do you think about Tavon's uh, introduction? 
they like build him up and like you know the collector tenderly is on he turns around he's like you got that look on his face all well that really wasn't like, the introduction we had of him because we had the introduction from Thor the Dark World well yeah but you know what I mean in the, in the yeah. movie I, I, I liked his introduction I, I liked his introduction in um in, in Thor the Dark World when Lady Sif and um one of the other Warriors 3 show up and he just does like that that like weird shit with his hands like oh as guardians mm-hmm. like 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 I like that yeah because he's just being over the top extra Benicio Del Toro yeah with a little bit of Benicio Del Toro on top speaking of Lady Sif where the fuck is she where is she she better be in Thor 4 uh yeah if they're just gonna have her just disappear from the franchise I'm gonna be extremely irritated and I want to see her and Thor hook up, like they're supposed to. Like they're supposed to in the comics. No, I, no, no. We need him to get with this uh, plain Jane Foster. We ain't got. We ain't got I never. We ain't well, got I, time I mean, to gonna, follow the books. Well, no. I mean, they were together in the books too, but they were. Pre- I mean, I don't know. I always preferred him with Sif than Jane Foster. Yeah, so. and she was nowhere in Ragnarok or Infinity War or, or Endgame. And I think someone had asked. I think they had asked the Russos. Like, like where Lady Sif was, and they didn't want to say if she survived the snap or not. Like, oh, it's you know, it be a spoiler. It's like, but then, then nothing was mentioned. It's like you could have just said what the fuck happened, mm-hmm. but like, you're gonna dance around it. Like, uh, enough is enough. Fix. Just fucking. Ah, but yeah, that's back to the guards again. Yeah, when we get to that, we'll be frustrated to the cows come home. But I love the story of the Power Stone. Yeah, I always appreciate a good backstory, mm-hmm. and I, I love especially cosmic stuff. Love. Yeah, yeah, oh, so of course, because it, it, it's so in depth and mm-hmm. it's so interesting that it's not like you don't feel bored so looking like ah, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just getting a nap now. It's like no, this shit's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, like when they wrote this, they, I mean, it was it was a home run shot. Well, this is, and that's yeah. what that's what it makes me fear with Phase Four. I think some stuff from Phase Four is going to be really good, but then we'll get Eternals. We were like, oh, cool, this might explain some of the early date, you know, the early cosmic stuff in the MCU, and I think it's just going to be out of shit, honestly. Yeah. The movie just, the movie's like eight months mm-hmm. out from being released, I think, and they haven't mm-hmm. given us a fucking trailer yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, also another thing that happened in that Whoa. little thing there, we got a little bit of a, little bit of possible romance blooming between Peter Quill and Gamora. Yeah. The, when, the, you know, the he, seedlings planted. Yeah, when uh, he's talking about Footloose. Mm-hmm. Was the greatest movie of all time, mm-hmm. which to him in '88 probably was the greatest movie of all time. I know yeah. I enjoy it. I'm I think it'll I enjoy Kevin Bacon. I do too. You also enjoy John Lithgow. I do too. You prefer him in Cliffhanger, though. Absolutely. Or the ten ten two twenty commercials. <laughs> ten ten three two one. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> for all you for, for yeah. all you uh, youngins listening, ten ten three two one was a long distance service that we would use to save money on a phone bill. A phone bill uh, not much different from your cell phone bill which you can call wherever and it's fine. We used to get charged for anything outside of our area code as long distance. Yeah. So 10 through to 1 is now 10 10 3 2 1. Yeah. And then there was 10 10 to 20. Yeah. And then there was 1 800 collect. Yeah. I think there was also 1 800 call ATT if you were an ATT if you were yeah, uh, had AT&T. AT&T. Yeah. So Ah, there's so many. Oh, I'm thinking Bell Atlantic, MCI, Sprint. Singular. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The good old days. The 90s. The 90s. 
The little, uh, little Elvin Bishop will fool around and fell in love. Great song. Great song. I prefer the Rod Stewart version. I prefer the Winery Dogs version. Mm-hmm. All great versions. Yeah, great, they are. They great, really are. Yeah. Like, for a second there, you think Gamora's gonna, uh... She's know. obviously falling for him, though. Yeah. She's obviously falling for him. Where she, yeah. she, wouldn't, she wouldn't almost kiss him if... Yeah. He's like, God, I will not, I will not submit to your pelvic sorcery. Yeah. Like, and he's just like, whoa, whoa, that's not what I was planning. It's like, that's a, it's a hundred percent exactly what, you were, it's 100% what you were planning. Exactly what you were playing, Peter yeah. Quill. Yeah. We're on to you. Yeah. On to your games. But, um. Here's a little bit of trivia for you. What do you got? A little bit of knowledge. You know Peter Quill and Gamora don't kiss once in the franchise? Nah. Though they're, they're very much an item come Infinity War. Well, like, well, like they say in, um. It, it, like it says in part two, they had the unspoken thing, like Sam and Diane on Cheers. Mm-hmm. But but come in family war, they're very much an item. Oh yeah, you know? Oh yeah. But yeah, they have they have yet to actually kiss on screen yet. Mm. I think. I don't think they do. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe not. There is a scene from I think Guardians Two that was shot mm-hmm. when they come from the movie. Mm. All right. Quill contacts Yandu before following Gamora into space, giving her his helmet to survive. Yandu arrives and retrieves the pair. Rocket, Drax, and Groot threaten to attack Yandu's ship to rescue them, but Quill negotiates a truce, promising the orb to Yandu. Quill's group agrees that facing Ronin means certain death, but that they cannot let him use the Infinity Stone to destroy the galaxy. On Ronin's flagship, the Dark Aster, Ronin embeds the stone in his Warhammer, taking its power for himself. He contacts Thanos, threatening to kill him after first destroying Xandar. Hateful of her adoptive father, Nebula allies with Ronan. So, we got to kind of see that it's... That Yondu does have, like, as we see in part two, like, Yondu does have, like, that kind of, like, parental feelings mm-hmm. for, for Quill. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always like, oh, you know, you've always been soft on Quill, which, you know, we learned that in, in part two. Yeah. But you can always tell, like, Yondu, like, he could just straight kill... Peter yeah, right could. there like yeah. at any time but there's he's always a reason behind it yeah, why he's not you yeah know? there's always a reason behind it and um, <clears throat> there's always like some sort of deal going on yeah you know for, it's like oh we'll give you the stone if you help us do this and Yondu's we don't know at this point that Yondu's essentially been excommunicated from the Ravagers like with his with his group mm-hmm. as there's different factions mm-hmm. so we don't know that but, but Yondu's always in for a quick buck yeah uh, he also enjoys little baubles Little, uh, little little bric-a-brac up yeah. on his uh, control panel. Which, when you see them on his control panel, I'm looking, I'm like, how the fuck are they staying up? <laughs> like, it's, it's not like he's going down to Earth and getting some command strips yeah. and sticking them and yeah. sticking them down. So, and he um, always just seems to kind of just place them up there. We had the we had the pleasure of meeting uh, Michael Rooker. Oh, yeah. What did you think of him, George? Great guy. He was so nice. Great. He was so nice. Extremely down-to-earth. Yeah. Probably one of the most down-to-earth people we've I didn't know met. what to say to him. Yeah. At first, I was like... I, I felt like he wanted to offer me like a sip of his Budweiser, even though he wasn't drinking a Budweiser, <laughs> but he looked like he was drinking Budweiser. Yeah, he looked... He, he had, like, long hair and this, like, this mustache, beard, something on his face. And then, like, the next convention he did a month later, he looked like Michael Rooker. Yeah. Like, he didn't even look like himself. Like, he looked like one of my uncles. Yeah. Like, or he looked like but anybody's uncle. he was super uncle. nice. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, we, you know, we were telling some jokes to each other, and we, mm-hmm. we must have talked to you, and we must have talked to him for, like... A good fifteen minutes because we yeah. were only people in line. Yeah, because we we got there early for that convention. Remember, because mm-hmm. we got so we could get the picture with him early. Yeah, because we got the picture done, and then after we were, we were waiting for the picture or something. I don't remember. No, we got no, we got his 
We got his autograph before we did the picture. Because his picture was one of the last things we did before we left. Was it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but but I remember we were we decided to do the group photo, and I was like, yeah, but I really want a picture of Yandu signed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and he was super nice. Oh, yeah. Super nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Great. Yeah. Great. There's been a lot of movies we like, too, if yeah. you think about it. Tombstone. That's a big one. Cliffhanger. Yeah, that's coming up. Cliffhanger? No, Tombstone. Oh, yeah. In two weeks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was also in Days of... Well, you, well, you enjoyed Days of Thunder. I enjoy is loose. So. All right. I mean, love it. It's your favorite movie of all time. It's right there with Indiana Jones with you. There it is. Yeah. Days of Thunder. Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Days of Thunder. It's right there. Right there. <laughs> hey, Tom. Fuck you. <laughs> trying, to have, trying to have a good time here. The question is, what do we review first? Top Gun or Days of Thunder? They're the same movie, just with two different scenarios. Top Gun. Because they're the same movie. I would say, oh, Top Gun, because Tony Scott directed, but he directed Days of Thunder yeah, also. Exactly. <laughs> the only thing is, Michael Rooker doesn't canopy out of a race car, or it doesn't eject that race car into the canopy. Nope. We can dream. <laughs> hey. No, I mean, having a somebody ejects it from, mm-hmm. a, from Days of Thunder. Mm-hmm. But I digress. And you digress. We all digress. Um, a little amazed that Ronan can hold the Power Stone with no real like detrimental effects. It must just be. I mean, he's just a Cree. Yeah. No. He doesn't have any like, I mean, I mean, we, we, we know he's strong because he beat the shit out of Drax with zero effort. Yeah. He's, um... But he's not a celestial as we, as no. we, I mean, as we learn in part two, and we're always going to kind of reference going back and forth because they happen at the same time almost. Yeah. Like, right after another. Like, the fact that Quill can hold the power stone is because he's half celestial. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we know that from Ronan. Well, he he did only hold the power stone for a few seconds in his hand, though. Right. So, he's a powerful being, but he only held it for a few seconds before he slammed it into his hammer. Yeah. So, and then obviously the hammer is made out of some sort, probably Uru metal, which is able to harness the power of the power of, of the Infinity Stones. So. Probably. probably it's, it's probably made on, uh, by yeah. Atri. Yeah. So. The, uh, and the dwarves so yeah but you can tell like Thanos just doesn't really give a shit like, cause he, he knows he's no threat yeah he's like he's like oh, I'm gonna so comfortable and then he just like turns off the monitor or whatever it is he, you know whatever it is he does like, like Thanos like oh, alright boy have your fun yeah. you know I'll come for you later cause it's Thanos we, we know what he can do without the stones yeah. I mean what well, we don't know MCU wise but seeing the entire saga, yeah, we know we know how powerful he is without the stones. So Ronan should be. I mean, he's he's he's, he's a little extra ballsy for really no reason. Yep. What did you think of the plan to uh, to get the stone? You know, they're just gonna attack the Dark Aster. I mean, it's the only plan they could have done. Yeah, really. Borderline suicide. I think the Dark Aster is a really cool looking ship, oh, yeah. inside and out. Oh, yeah. that is such that's so cool looking. Oh yeah. You're a hundred percent right. Hundred percent. Wish I could remember what, what that design is called. Yeah. Not like the like. There's a like the uh, I can't even describe it. Fuck, let's continue. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I like the suit up scene where they were where they were suiting up and then they were dis- and they were discussing the plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While Cherry Bomb is uh, is playing. Yeah, uh, I like when they or they or them they were talking about somebody and Drax was I consider them paper people. 
and then uh, Craglin just kind of gives a laugh and gives like that little like tap on the arm, and Drax just kind of looks back. I'm like he's gonna rip his head off, yeah, because Drax takes everything literally, yeah. So <laughs> it's like a little like subtle thing there, but yeah. he's just like, like, fuck you, like when you touch me, and then Craglin's just like, oh, like just joking around, guy. Yep. <laughs> The Ravagers and Quill's group join with the Nova Corps to confront the Dark Aster at Xandar, with Quill's group breaching the Dark Aster with the Milano. I'm going to stop here because I need to mention okay. why Ronan is attacking Xandar. Okay. Because of the um, um, the war between the Kree. Yeah, the, the, the Kree. And the, because of the, the Kree Zandarian war. Zandarian war. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he's not... Because we see uh, Nova Prime talking to the Kree, like, you know, like, hey, yeah, like, even though you have Ronan excommunicate from the Kree, it's not official, like, you need to put out a statement mm-hmm. saying that you have no part of this. So that way the Skrulls also don't get involved as well. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to, as there's the massive intergalactic war. But I didn't feel like I need to bring that up mm-hmm. in case anyone's curious why he's just randomly attacking Xandar for no reason. Well, yeah. There's a reason behind it. Yeah. yeah. Just like anyway. And also when the guy turns off the monitor, he's like, he like, uh, yeah, he like waves, waves his hands. hands. He's like, ah, oh, it's, it's just like, how you turn off your monitors. It's, it's how I turn off everything. Actually. Mm-hmm. I just wave my hands at it. Yeah. Surprisingly, it works like 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, by 60, 90%. 60% of the time, it works 100% of the time. <laughs> Damn, I was trying to get that out. <laughs> Ronan uses his empowered Warhammer to destroy the Nova Corps fleet. Drax kills Korath, and Gamora defeats Nebula, who escapes, but the group finds themselves outmatched by Ronan's power until Rocket crashes a Ravager ship through the Dark Aster. The damaged Dark Aster crash lands on Xandar, with Groot sacrificing himself to shield the group. Ronan emerges from the wreck and prepares to destroy Xandar, but Quill distracts him, allowing Drax and Rocket to destroy Ronan's Warhammer. Quill grabs the Freed Stone with Gamora, Drax, and Rocket sharing its burden and uses it to vaporize Ronan. Dean. Yeah. How does Quill distract Ronan? Dance off, bro. Listen to these words. Ooh, child. Things are gonna get easier. I need this. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. Yeah. I know we haven't mentioned the soundtrack yet. Oh, we but will. It's, it's, it's hard to... I, I was waiting for the after we got through the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Because... Knowing you and me, if we're going to talk about music, this could be another two fucking hours of talking about this yeah. soundtrack. What the hell? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wish people could see your faces that you make. Yeah, I do too. This is all audio. Yeah. Are you taking a shit? Or are you thinking real hard? Yeah. Both. <laughs> you're, you're, you're crazy, Deke. Yeah. Ain't it cool? <laughs> but the soundtrack That's is... That's a goddamn wood rush. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> the soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> and for can't wait to review Broken Arrow. <laughs> Should watch it tonight. No, come on. What are you afraid of? Like we're, we're gonna watch Xanadu first. I'm not watching Xanadu. Uh, you're weird, then. This is a great movie. Oh. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> the soundtrack. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. But is it? The soundtrack introduces these songs to a younger generation. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't going to listen to this crap? No, they're going to listen to fucking They're listening to One Otter Direction. Shit, exactly. Crap BTS like that. BTS and all that like, bullshit. Like, this is real, like, actual artists. 
not just people who were plucked from obscurity because they put up a YouTube video and they're like, hey, that person's got a voice. Bullshit like that. Let's give them a record contract, even though they're not going to be relevant in two years. Like, I mean, even though a lot of these, a lot of these bands, looking at them, they didn't really get much bigger after the seventies or early eighties. Yeah, I mean, some of them did stand the test time. Like, obviously, Bowie, Marvin Gaye, Jackson Five. Well, Marvin Gaye would last a lot longer. Um, had his dad not, you know, shot him. Yeah, but yeah, but but these are. But there, but this, a lot of this movie came at a time where the songs were just amazing, just a, a great time to uh, for music. At this point, that we obviously missed out on that. Yep. You know, having the nineties, but the nineties weren't bad. But all right. But these are good, just like died in the wool songs that just that, that just make you feel good. So, I actually thought that Rocket was was flying to Milano, not Ravager ship. Yeah, I did too. Actually. Yeah. I, what did happen to the Milano? Was, no, he was flying the Milano. Uh, well, or did Yon, yeah, that's right. Yondu had a rabbit. That's right. Yeah, Rocket had the Milano. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't mention uh, that great scene with Yondu. I see. Okay. The, the, that great scene with Yondu. Mm-hmm. Where he crashes down, then he's surrounded, and he just... Mm. Him with that with, with the uh, with, with the arrow is just amazing. That I'm a spoiler alert. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Is it? Yeah, because he's so nonchalant about it. Like after he does, he gets it back. He just goes back to like picking his teeth with his uh, finger, and then just mm-hmm. like casually walks away. Mm-hmm. Like the true badass that Michael Walker really is. Yeah, I feel like they didn't give him much direction. They're like, hey, we're gonna paint you blue, and can you just be as the most Michael Walker you can be? He's like, well, damn boy, why didn't you just say so? And then goes and then and then goes right to it. So Quill's seeing the vision of his mother while he's holding the power stone. When uh cause Gamora's saying, Peter, take yeah. my hand. So it gives him a yeah, flashback. Gives him a little bit of a flashback. A backflash. Yeah. Uh I I kinda like that because mm-hmm. it's just you know, he because he doesn't know what's happening holding this stone. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, all right. Let's no, because he he's, probably thinks he's going to die because no mortal can hold the power stone, mm-hmm. as the collector told us. Mm-hmm. So he probably just assumed he was meeting his mother. And then, as the energy of the stone is harnessed between the four of them, and then this is like, you said it yourself. We're the guardians of the galaxy, bitch. That's, I mean, it, it's cheesy, but I like it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it would be a cheesy-ass line in any other movie, which this yeah. movie is all cheese. Yeah. It's all, ham, so, it's all about ham and it, 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 It's all ham and cheese. a giant ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, I'll eat that up. Mayo. Butter or mustard. Spicy brown mustard? Sure. Alright. Fair. And Groot's pepper ham. Oh. Cooper cheese? Yeah. You know Mm. know me. Yep. I'm Kaiser. Yeah. Uh, Up up here at least. I mean, mean, obviously I have delis near me. Yeah, you're telling me. Groot's sacrifice. Uh Where he, as I said to you, as I as I said to you when he surrounds him that really I mean like in a crashing spaceship and you're just kind of surrounded by wood is that really gonna protect much well I guess he was doing his best yeah I mean he did I mean obviously it worked yeah in, in the grand scheme it's like yeah I've seen like trees break over you know, a little bit of snow yeah so but it obviously it obviously worked out 
And Groot became an extremely likable character, even though he can only say three words. Yeah. Well, five with the we are. Mm-hmm. We are but he became extremely mm-hmm. likable. I like when, when Rocket's telling Drax, like, nobody cares your your, your parents die because we all have lost people. And Groot's like, yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> or, it's like, it's like, or it's like, oh, my wife and child die. Yeah. And Groot's like, oh. Yeah. Also, like clutching the, his pearls. Yeah. And when they had the fight on, uh, on the Dark Aster, and he and he stabs the the people as they're coming up and then slams them back and forth and, and then like, looks back and just like smiles, smiles like not like a cheesy grin but like a, look I did good guys yeah I can't <laughs> wait to see uh, the next evolution of Groot in Guardians 3 so that'd be fun mm-hmm. that'd be fun mm-hmm. yeah extremely I mean like as we know with uh, with our friend Kevin who is let's say a little more than obsessed with Groot yeah where do you think his obsession lies more with Groot or Deadpool Group. He buy group. Yeah. What was that for a good month oh, and a half? Fuck him. He just kept texting, "I buy group every fuck, time." Fuck him. Insanity, pure insanity. In the aftermath, Quill tricks Yondu into taking a container supposedly containing the stone and gives the real stone to the Nova Corps. As the Ravagers leave Xandar, Yondu remarks that it turned out well that they did not deliver Quill to his father per their contract. Quill's group, now known as the Guardians of the Galaxy, has their criminal records expunged, and Quill learns that he is only half-human, his father being part of an ancient, unknown species, which we learn in Part 2 of Celestial. Mm-hmm. Quill finally opens the last present he received from his mother, a cassette tape filled with her favorite songs. The Guardians leave in the rebuilt Milano, along with the potted sapling cut from Groot, which grows into a baby version of him. So, I we get the little tease there, of Quill's parentage, of like uh, that, you know, that his, mm. his father is obviously an, an, an ancient being, mm. and we also get the little you know we keep getting more Thanos there where Drax is like oh I gotta kill Thanos now, mm. which we were gypped out of a good Thanos Drax fight too. Yeah, like, like I'm, we got gypped out a lot as he's, as the saga started to wind down. Yeah, because I would have liked to see another one on one fight between Thanos and Hulk. Oh yeah, I hated what they we did got. With- we got, I hated we, what they did, and we'll talk. We got. I'm sure we got we're going to review Endgame. Oh, I yeah, feel like we only, even if, like, it's in my top ten. I'm sure it's, it's in there. yours. Yeah, we have. I feel like we have to do Endgame if we're going to do Infinity War. Yeah, because they're like one, they're, they're just they're, they're one, one on one. Yeah, yeah, so um, I hated what they did with Hulk and Endgame. So yeah, that that's like my only complaint with the movie. Honestly, yeah, I, just, I hate yeah. I hate Professor Hulk in comics. Though. Yeah, I just well, I, well, I feel like we're yeah. we're different. So there. when when they. Uh, they were talking about his parentage. Did you, like me, think that they were going to make his dad Jason? I like thought they were... No, actually, I thought they were going to make his dad Adam Warlock. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a good theory. That was my... Yeah. That was my original thought. I had, like... Having Ego as his as his uh, father didn't even register with me because at this point, I only knew Ego as the planet. Yeah, me too. So yeah. I didn't, you know, think of him having uh, essentially an extension time- of that... At the time, I don't even think they had the rights to use Ego. They got that in um, the... I think it was the Negasonic War Hero deal. Because somehow Disney owned the rights to Negasonic Warhead. Deadpool wanted to use her... And some for some reason Fox had the ego rights because they so had they did the, because they swapped the rights because they probably because they probably had it with uh, Galactus and the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably what it was. Yeah, that's probably what it was. So they probably had a lot of the celestial yeah. names in the deal. So that's yeah, that, probably that, why. Out of all the things that the Fox do, that's the one thing I'm happy is now that everything 
out outside of Spider-Man is under mm-hmm. one roof, under one roof. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy Sony's still in Spider-Man because I'm just not. I don't trust. I don't think they've got Spider-Man right for the MCU personally. So yeah. that's my opinion. And then even if they had all the rights anyway, it'd be a different version than what we got, or it'd be a continuation of what we already have. Which now, if you ha- if you have all the rights, we don't need this twenty five percent shit. Like, give us the full fucking version. Well, they don't. Yeah. Well, they don't have. They don't have the rights to Spider Man. I know, but yeah. I'm saying if they did, like, yeah. would we be getting more of Tom Holland as nonsense and fucking Zendaya as MJ, but not yeah. act, but not actually MJ? Yeah. She names Michelle, but her friends call her MJ for no fucking reason. Yeah. But that's 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 another movie. So. Um. We got that little tea. We also got that little teaser or something though. To go because we we didn't deliver him to his father, so mm-hmm. we already, you know, mm-hmm. the whole saga always revolves just kind of around like, like family. Yeah, with the Guardians movies, like Guardians one and two. It's all just it's all about family. Mm-hmm. You know that the Guardians kind of become together as a family. The Ravagers are essentially their own family. Yeah, you know, with with their different factions and such. Mm-hmm. Um, always just love it, and then of course, obviously, uh, Nebula and Gamora. You know, I, I love that nice little... Like, it's not in your face, but it's like a nice little subtle... Like, ah, they're family movies. It's about coming together. I enjoy that. I really do. Um, post credit scene is... Uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah. Talking to the Collector in his destroyed area. So, we obviously see him again in part two. Mm-hmm. And then they're... I think briefly in Endgame, he randomly shows up. Does he? It's split second. But apparently he's there when he's he comes out of one of the portals that Doctor Strange opens up. Oh yeah, I think I hear about that. Heard about that briefly, but I don't know what he's gonna do because he's Howard the Duck. He's, yeah, I assume he's just gonna be drunk. Yeah, falling over himself. Yeah. So that's end of the movie. It's Guardians of the Galaxy with Volume One, everybody. What are your thoughts on Ronan as a villain? Um, I think he's a decent villain, but I think he could have been written stronger. Yeah, I, I like I. I yeah. felt he was just kind of weak. Yeah. It's not in terms of a character, not in terms, you know, because obviously he beat the shit out of Drax. Yeah. But just he, he, he was a weak written villain. Yeah. And um, that's no slight on my thoughts of the movie because um, what do you give it out of 10? Uh, I give this out of 10, 8.5. Because I give it a 10. A 10. You give us a perfect 10. Yeah. Right up there with uh, Indiana Jones. And Back to the Future. Yeah, like like the f- top five MCU movies for me are all tens. Okay. So. That's fair enough. And then it's like six that drops down to like nine and mm-hmm. just kind of so on and so on goes down. So. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a perfect film, honestly. I really do. It's hard to argue. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just get, I get 8.5. I, I just, I have movies I think are just perfect movies in general. But, yeah. Um, that's, that's no slight against, mm-hmm. that's no slight against, it's, Obviously, it, it, I think Guardians is in my top five for MCU movies. Yeah. Probably even top three if I really sat down and thought about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we gotta do that. We should do that top ten. But, in a, in a I would have ra- I would have rated it higher if Ronan was a better written villain. Mm-hmm. But it's I I didn't know much of James Gunn before this movie. Like, I, only, I, I only knew him from Slither. I knew I I, I hadn't seen I saw Slither for the first time like a few years ago. No, we watched it together. No, we did not. At Eric's house, at your apartment. No, we did not. Because that's who I saw it with. I was at your apartment when I watched it. I don't remember watching Slither with you. It's not very good. I don't remember watching the movie. Maybe it wasn't you guys. I don't think it was me. I 
I feel like I would have remembered that. But I, I, I didn't know he did this until afterwards, but there was a movie, Super, with Rain Wilson, mm. where he plays like a regular guy who kind of wants to become a superhero, so he dresses up in a costume, runs around, just hits people with a uh, pipe wrench. Hmm. It's pretty good. So it's, it's it's hilarious. It's right in a James. It's right in like a James Gunn mm. wheelhouse. And then I told you recently, as I found out recently, he wrote the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that was directed by uh, our good friend Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's which I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. I know like that. the movie a lot. Yeah, I think I read it in a post, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And I looked up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, but it made me want to see more of James Gunn. Like, yeah. you know, the fact that he was did part two and part two is amazing. Yeah. The fact that he's doing the Suicide Squad and that's that's a done deal. That's already done. Mm-hmm. So we're just waiting on that to yeah, come I'm out. I'm glad they're bringing... It, it, got me really, it got me really excited for it. I'm glad they're bringing so. him back to, to, to do it. See, I, I've heard... I've heard some things that he is going to... He's going to... He has a, a picture deal with Warner. Mm-hmm. But I also heard that he's got the deal with Marvel, too. He's going to make... Guardians three, but that he's also going to helm creatively, creatively, uh, a lot of the cosmic stuff with Marvel still. With that MCU. makes that makes sense. It's, yeah. it's, it's a smart... he's knocked it out of the park with the with the two Guardians movies. I I don't yeah. want anybody else touching cosmic Marvel except for him. No, not at so, this point. Yeah, he might. Yeah. Hell, he could maybe even make uh, Captain Marvel interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I it's. I mean, I know a lot of people like Ryan Rock, but I don't like Taika Waititi's style. So. He would have been the only director to, that could have, if they were going to make Guardians 3 without him using a script, mm-hmm. he probably would have been the only director that could have given it that same flair. Right. You know, because I couldn't, I feel see, like it, by, I couldn't by, see, like, the Russos doing it, you know what I mean? But I feel like it would have turned out more of, like, of Taika Waititi's Yeah, no, I want, like, I, I want Guardians 3 to have that James Gunn yeah. feel to it. So, I'm glad they... Swallowed their pride and rehired him back. Yeah. Regardless of whatever the reason was for, for rehiring him, I'm just happy he's going to finish his story. Yeah. So, uh, you gave your favorite scene, right? Which I was, gave my which favorite scene. With, no, 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 no. My favorite scene was Yondu with the uh, Yondu, Arrow that's, right, that's right. That's right. Yondu Danta. Um, my favorite scene is probably. Um, Uh, it's not, you know. I'll go with. Um, I'll go with. Um, fuck, that's a tough question, man. Because I, I, I love everything about this movie. The opening. When he when he shows up in Morag. Yeah. And he's dancing. And he gets the the gets. I mean, the I love that. I love it's that. It's just. I love it's that. Great. Too. It's great. And then, uh, I also want to give a special, um, like honorable mention for favorite scene to the lineup. After they're arrested on Xandar, yeah, that's good. And and he's and he's and Denarian Day is going through, and he's running them all down, like he's letting the audience know, hey, this is who these people are that mm-hmm. you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, to get casual people, I'm like, oh, all right, that's yeah. who these people are. Like, or even fantastic. people who read the com- read comics that didn't really know us, like like you yeah. and me, who didn't really know who they were because mm-hmm. they were so obscure. So yeah, Le- do you have a least favorite scene in the movie? Uh it might be like the gambling scene when they're on nowhere, just killing time. Yeah, I probably uh, have to agree with that. I mean, if, I, if I had a least favorite scene, I probably would go I'm with that, that as well. That, that might be it. Yeah, yeah I'd agree to that. Just because it, it's, I mean, it's there. It doesn't really bring anything to it, except it shows that like Rocket doesn't know that he's a raccoon. Yeah. 
he just caught me vermin. He's like, I didn't want to get, I didn't ask to get made. You know, he's, he's not a raccoon. He's a triangle-faced monkey. <laughs> Trash panda. <laughs> so, that's Guardians of the Galaxy one. Mm-hmm. Should we tell the folks what's on deck for next week? Sure. A little, uh, a little personal favorite of ours. I mean, all, to be honest, I, I'm gonna stop saying that because they're all per, all these movies that we're doing are basically personal favorites, yeah, in one way or another. Um, but to honor a man that we both love dearly and miss and, and miss and, and, and miss all the time, every day. I would have I would love to have hear, heard his thoughts on everything that's happening in the world today because you know those stand up specials would would be. Would, 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 be, would be fantastic mm-hmm. but to um, we'll come up on the anniversary the six year anniversary of his passing mm-hmm. uh, the late and very great Robin Williams yep. we are going to review um, probably his I want to say probably his best well known movie I would think would you say so this yeah, I probably agree with that. Not my favorite one of his movies. Mine, not mine either. But one of his overall like well liked movies mm-hmm. that what everyone's is your favorite seen. Movie? Uh, probably the Birdcage. Uh, We're gonna review that. That actually. is a great movie. Mine's Hook, which I want to review as well. I haven't seen Hook since I was a child. I love Hook. So God when we go to review Hook. that, I'll, I'll be yeah. watching that again. I, well, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's always so, good. To I, get haven't, just, I haven't just seen. Fresh in your I haven't head. seen Hook since it's I was. It's so a child. good. God, yeah. I love that movie so much. We're well acted movie, Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the movie that we're going to be reviewing is the 1993. Yeah. Yes. I think it was 93. The 1993 Robin Williams feel-good comedy family movie, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Which is oh, tremendous movie. Yeah. And. I know, and his birthday was this month. His birthday, yeah, his yeah. birthday, yeah. Well, so, last month, because we're in August month. now, yeah. yeah. So, we, but we already had July planned out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, so, I, I mean, it's a shame we didn't think about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, whatever. And honor on a birth or anniversary of a death is still is still an honor either yeah. way. And so, I, yeah, yeah, it's I, I do miss him. He's, yeah. he's I mean, we watch, those... we, we see the movie. All the time when it's on TV, it's yeah. it's, it's it's a great so, movie. It, it brings a lot. It brings a lot of memories back. And when he goes through the different montages, you just see just how good Robin Williams mm-hmm. really was when he was yeah. on. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's gonna be good to do. And I think we'll I, I think we'll do along with the review. Um, I think we'll I think I we, we should maybe do maybe not a full retrospective but maybe like a little a little discussion a little, a little something about sure. Robin I'm fine because with that. you know what you know me I'm, I'm good with that he, he, he's one of the best he's one of the greatest of all time he's extremely versatile he didn't get enough credit for the for, for the dramatic yes, roles like insomnia that, and stuff like that yeah for the dramatic roles that he did yeah. along with uh, along with the comedy so yep. and there was a lot of drama in this too it wasn't all just yeah, him yeah no. you know I mean there's there's so much heart behind the movie mm-hmm. that it's it, it it's almost hard to watch now and not get like a tear in your eye when yeah. you, you come up to the end of the movie. I so agree. It's just a great all-around movie. So look forward to that next week. Also, the review of the finale, the season finale of yeah. Doom Patrol. Yep. And um, anything else coming for next week? No. Mm. Nope. That's it. Mm. Also. No. Next week is the, uh, isn't that the 
No, that's in two weeks. No, it's in two weeks. Two, two weeks, weeks is two the weeks. Uh, the 19th is our top 10 favorite wrestlers. Yep. yep. So it's a smack dab in the middle of the month. Right so. in the middle. So, um, uh, yeah. Also, if you're, if you're a James Bond fan, please check out our other our sister station, mm-hmm. uh, Station 007 podcast. Uh, also on this one here, like, share, subscribe on Instagram, Multiverse yeah. Movie Podcast on Facebook. Give us a review on uh, Apple, please, as well. Oh, yeah. We have, have we gotten any reviews on Apple yet? Uh, and that's where I listen to it, too. When I yeah. go back and listen to it, I listen to it on because I can. Uh, mm-hmm. it picks up where I leave off. I have to pause. Anchor doesn't do that. So I stopped listening to it. Spotify does it for me, though. Yeah. And even It's funny because they'll just remember it like even a week later. I that, so does, so so does yeah. Apple, too. Yeah, so, so um, I don't remember. I'll check to, uh, a little later. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the uh, the review. Um, I honestly can't wait to do a top ten MCU films. Honestly, I'm excited to do that because yeah. I think uh, I think they're practically the same. Maybe we'll do. But that, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you want to do it in September, right before we start the horror movies? No, let's do let's do November because I want some time to work on this. Okay, all right. So and November, I, and, and November at some point, point I'm gonna be busy at, shit, at, so. uh, in November we'll do top ten MCU films. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for that because I'm really curious to know. I'm pretty sure I know what your top five is because it's probably the same five movies as mine. Maybe, but I'm curious to know what else you have on your list because mm-hmm. because I don't, you're not as big as an MCU fan as I am, right? And obviously Marvel Comics too. Even of course, if, uh, we talked about that in our introductory video. So yeah, um, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed all the episodes prior to this. Uh, we'll see you next week for Mrs. Daffire. and I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you in the multiverse. <laughs>